Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Amen. It's our mandate Sunday. Hallelujah. It's our mandate Sunday and God is good to us. And we all know that when we say it's our mandate Sunday, it means that we have a new theme. So this is the month of November, but at Builders Church, it is November. Somebody say November. Come on, you can do better than that, November. So welcome to November. There's the theme uh, for the month is learning a life of love. Somebody say learning a life of love. Turn with me to the book of Ephesians, chapter number 5, to verse number 2. Ephesians, chapter number 5, from verse number 1 to verse number 2. If you are there, say amen. I'm going to wait for those who are not there yet, and I'm just going to project for those who don't have uh, their Bibles with them. Ephesians, chapter number 5, verse number 1 to verse number 2. The Bible says, watch what God does. And then you do it. Like children who learn proper behavior from their parents. Mostly what God does is love you. Keep company with him and learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious, but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. And then it says, love like that. This is the message translation. Then it says, Love like that. So in other words, love can be learned. The Bible encourages us to learn how to love from God. And it says, Christ didn't love us in order to get something from us. Okay, why you Online, come on, someone online. Because lately, I got by a fish of a Zolone, would know Bagaba use their man. So, you tell us someone who is honest online to just show me by lifting up their hand. Uguti, Ugawa use woman. Gawa use Zeka Mundan Zangatuak Tanda. And we user. I have an advice for someone who is being used, not who was used, but who is currently being used. If you suspect that you are being used, I get out in the good canon, share his lento over Nigayon. 
if they will still love you. We are fresh from the theme, living wisely. It's wisdom. It's wisdom. Because there are people who love you because of. So you must let go of the because of. I mean, you must withhold the because of and see if they are still going to love you. If they are sincere, they are going to stay with you and they are going to love you regardless of what they gain from you. Then you will know that they love you for real. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, life thrives through good relationships. And good relationships are a currency in life. When we have good relationships, we can withdraw from good relationships. You can never live a meaningful life in isolation or alone. There are people who always even brag about the fact that they don't need anyone. But the truth is, you can never live a meaningful life all by yourself or in isolation. Somebody say amen. Because when you live a life that has got no meaningful relationships, you lack support and you lack help. I have taught us in this house that God uses people. So when you say you don't need anyone and therefore you don't want to develop meaningful relationships, then you will lack support and you will lack help. I believe that when God said to Adam, it is not good for a man. Yes, he was talking to men as in male. But also I believe that he was talking to men as in male and female, human beings. That it is not good for human beings to be alone. Everyone needs somebody in their lives. From the inception of their lives, right to the end, the very end of their lives. There is no one who make their way to earth all by themselves. Everyone needs a mother to come and give birth to them so that then they can be here on earth. And also when you die, you need people because you can't put yourself in the coffin. From start to finish, People are needed, are needed in everyone's life. Somebody say amen. amen. We all need someone else who will even bring the best out of us. There are people ever since they came close to you, they have become better people. They might not even admit it. Maybe their pride may not want for them to acknowledge the fact that as soon as they became maybe friends with you or as soon as they had you in their lives, their lives became better. Because we all need people who can come into our lives and make our lives better. You know, even in marriage, 
Ay, hallelujah. If we can put the before and after, we can see that we needed this person in our lives. Gitepi no no baba wang shaingi akela ko twa kakulazoba. Now online get well and baba ni 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 ngang shai gota. Sang tell na tuk bona I have lived. Sang tell bona bona. Who take corner? Who are no moon you mesh room cool? Lala Munga Bunga go happy now or singing, Lunga go happy and Lala, Ongazo Timpilla Kunga, Ingayo, and Jenga Manch. Quickly, 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 with speed, find someone who will make your life better. Hallelujah. So even now, to like myself, I don't want to talk for others, but for myself, I don't think I would be who I am today if it wasn't for. Umfundisi, who came into my life and made my life better. From time to time, even just friends for that matter. There are those who will always have a positive effect in your life. Why? Because you are not meant to live life alone. God can always bring someone into your life so that your life can become better. Amen. In the book of Proverbs, chapter number 27, verse number 17, the Bible says, it takes a grinding wheel to sharpen a blade. And so one person sharpens the character of another. There are people who come into your life and your character becomes better. Even the things that you had already accepted about yourself only needed someone who can come and give you a better influence. And then your life and then your character changes altogether. Somebody say amen. amen. So now one of the gifts that God gives to you each time he is in a process of blessing you. He gives you good and meaningful relationships. Good and meaningful relationships are a blessing from God. When God gets ready to bless you and change your life, he connects you to good relationships. Somebody say amen. And then one of the things that Satan uses to perpetuate a curse upon our lives is bad relationships. So the enemy will either give us bad relationships so that he can perpetuate a curse upon our lives or he can cause us to run away from good and godly relationships that God brings our way. So that then in a corner there, he can then activate the curse that he wants to activate. So when there are things that you are running away from and they are busy following you, some of us are running away from generational curses and the enemy is busy running after us with those curses. And God brings good and meaningful relationships in our lives so that he can deal with that curse and bring about a blessing. But in ourselves, we don't become intentional in working on those good and meaningful relationships and we allow the enemy to cause us to think in a bad manner in as far as, uh, in as, far as those relationships are concerned. And then we withdraw ourselves away from those relationships so that the curse then will come back. 
That is what the enemy does. God uses meaningful relationships to perpetuate the blessing. And the enemy uses relationships as well to perpetuate his agenda. Somebody say amen. So if you can't keep good relationships, maybe you must not say, Maybe you must just sit down and do an introspection so that you can uh, catch the enemy at work. Because he is dealing with the blessing that God wants to perpetuate in your life. And it comes through good and meaningful relationships. Uzbone, unasai funje, the relationship that is God ordained for you. Ube offended. And the enemy is busy working the case. So that then the blessing that is supposed to come through those relationships, you miss it. Somebody say, I will not miss it. Now, here are the examples of relationships in our lives. Number one, a family relationship. Family relationships. This one you cannot choose. This one God chooses for you. Family relationships. The second one, is romantic relationships. Ayelenias Ravas. shame. As much as God can use the romantic relationship to bless us. I man no satan with a ketileli. Yay! Satanag letele, a girlfriend from hell. Anointed by the devil himself. Hey, itile na wintu mbazan. Itile na wintu mbazan, usalu pashile. Agletele, a boyfriend from hell. Upelenya. Yay, Upelenya. Kusale tiwa waye. Wangeve mush. Wangeve nemal. Wangeve tandek. Wangeve katela. Wangeve. 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 I did it in a romantic relationship. I gravase. I exu pupilu pelilenya. I would say, fool. Gayo. Leon Dombasan. We are us. We are you. We are we are Kabangan in our manch. Jongoban Kuluma, you come salasala. Genzeluti, in go six seas. Ayas Rafas. La? Another example is 
Yeah, I'm a penny. He relationship. Romantic relationship. Munda ripele kai. Aha, munda yos betela. Yos betela. Another one is business relationships. Another one is corporate relationships and social relationships. These are the examples of relationships that we find ourselves in. And these are the examples of relationships that God can use to bless us. In the family, you can even put church family there. These are the relationships that God can use to bless us. And also these are the relationships that the devil can use to break us, to cause us to carry a heavy burden. Watu mama au wang tuala na mshanje baba gonze njani. Watu baba sonto nikituwe asoi tuali mtualo yetu. No minga sinda ganga gana. Kota soi tuali mtualo yetu. Hai somebody say amen. So these are the, are, the, are the examples of relationships that the enemy can use to give you a heavy burden. To give you a heavy burden. Ashintu mundu. Gale relationship with school manga yuguti yasravaz. Ashintu munde gade engeve eno tando. Asale umunde nentlizi embi. Abanyebe tube sasalo anga sinjena. Ay! Asalo anga sinjena. Senzi iwe izi indo esjulek zona. Wena unjena wena. That is why you can be able to learn to be better. Because you learned to be better. There is nothing that you cannot be able to change through good relationships. Through relationships that comes from God because they come with a blessing, somebody say amen. amen. A life without good relationships will soon become a helpless and a cold life. So if you experience a cold life, look around. Do you have meaningful relationships around you? Because you are the only one who can be true with your own self in saying is my Life warm or is my life cold? And once you get the answer, look around. How are you servicing the relationships that God has brought into your life? Somebody say amen. amen. So there is a meaningful relationship that God will always bring into your life so that you can be able to not live a cold life, but to live a life that is warm and always receive help. Look at what the Bible says 
in the book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter number four, verse number nine. The Bible says, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. So when you labor alone, you might get a reward, but it may not be good because so it says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. Hey, unabine companion na yo hey well self. Look out for people who have fallen from faith, from grace. Look out because that person instead of lifting you up will pull you down even further. Many people have gone out of the will of God by reason of people who have fallen from grace. Don't entertain people who have fallen from grace. They will pull you down. That relationship is one relationship you need to run away from. Because the Bible says, but woe to him who is alone when he falls. For he has no one to help him up. Verse number 11. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Now, as much as life thrives on relationships, relationships, on the other hand, thrive through love. Life thrives through relationships. But in order for us to have relationships that thrive, we need to take care of our relationships through love. Because love is what is needed for any relationship to thrive. All types of relationships are sustained by love. Relationships that lack love will die and soon decay. They will soon become a curse upon those who are in that relationship. They will soon become a burden because they lack love. But you can love people without having a relationship with them. But you cannot have a relationship with someone without loving them. The love factor in any relationship is a key factor. Love is a key factor in any relationship because relationships thrive through love. Romans chapter number 13, verse number 8, the Bible says, Owe no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. Somebody say, Amen. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, chapter number 17, verse number 17, it says, A dear friend will love you no matter what. I'm reading in the TPT. It says, a dear friend will love you no matter what. And the family sticks together through all kinds of trouble. It is therefore important for us to learn to live a life of love. 
The Bible encourages us to learn from God because God is love. To learn how He loved us first. To learn how He loves us so that we can then be able to portray the same love to one another. God is the best person to be able to teach us how to love. Because Yena himself, he is love. So there is a difference between liking and loving. I always say, because the Bible says, oh, no man, anything but love. So it is important that we love everyone. But you don't have to like everyone. Many of us feel hatred because we don't like people. Liking does not mean you hate a person. But liking means you can open up your heart and you can bring them closer to your life. Even Jesus himself, if you think I'm being mean. Jesus was love personified. The Bible says he is love. And yet walking here on earth, he had those whom he loved. But then he had those whom he wanted close to him. He had the multitudes and then he had the 12. And then he had the three. All that you need to do is just to know how to categorize people in your life. But you have to love everyone. The problem is that because you say, God wants me to love everyone, then you open your heart for everyone and then you get hurt. Love people, but others, you must love at a distance. Hallelujah. Love them because you owe them love. Some of us have brought people who have brought so much pain in our lives because we want to show love because God says we must love one another. You can love without a relationship. I think that's the thing that this woman at the well did not understand. That you can love without a relationship. Yes. Because I can love everyone, but I don't have to be in a relationship with everyone. However, whoever that I find myself in a relationship with, I must love even more. Somebody say amen. I must practice to love them. Hallelujah. So God is the most important person that we can learn love from because he is love. But we must first know him. We must also experience his love. And then we can be able to pass it on to others. The Bible says in the book of 1 John, chapter number 4, verse number 8, it says, He who does not love does not know God. For God is love. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God. And God in him. It was Albert Astia who once said, Love is the most powerful force in the universe. 
And the Bible puts it this way. In the book of Songs of Songs, it says, in the, in the book of Songs of Solomon, verse number 8, um, sorry, chapter number 8, verse number 6, it says, Set me as a seal upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm, for love is, a, is as strong as death. Jealousy as cruel as the grave. Its flames are flames of fire. A, mom, a, a most vehement flame. Verse number seven says, Many waters cannot quench love, nor can the floods drown love. If a man would give for love all the wealth of his house, it would be utterly despised. So love is a powerful force. Love is a force. Love is a force. And also there is a saying that says, love conquers all things. So we too shall yield to love. So if you want to conquer hatred, yield to love. If you want to conquer unhappiness, yield to love. If you want to conquer bitterness, yield to love. Because love is a powerful force and it conquers all, thing, all things. And this expression then suggests that this force of love cannot be overcome by anything. And the Bible also, also attests to this because it says love never fails. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 13, verse number 8, it says love never fails. Love is a force, I said, but also fear is a force. Fear is a force that is always against love. Fear is a force that will always cause you to not experience love. Fear is a force that can cause you to not even give love. So these are two forces that are always at loggerheads because fear doesn't want you to experience love. And fear does not want you to give love. Fear is the greatest opponent of love. It is a major force that works against love. But love will always overcome fear. That is why the Bible says, we have not been given the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power of love and of a sound mind. And if you, you underestimate fear, you will live your life never experiencing love and never giving love. If you give attention to this force called fear. And I am saying it is a force because the Bible says it is a spirit. And spirits are stubborn. So the spirit of fear is so stubborn in such a way that it takes three forces to get rid of it. It takes love, power, and a sound mind. So if you have been suffering from fear, then you must engage yourself in these three forces and the greatest of them being love. Because the Bible says the greatest of all is love. Somebody say amen. So fear can always be overcome by love if we then give ourselves an opportunity 
to explore love and have a deep revelation of love. So for us to keep fear at bay in our lives, we need to have a deep revelation of love, sustain a deep revelation of love. And the Bible says God is love. So in other words, we need to study God and see how does God carry himself when it comes to love. The Bible says we must learn from him and then fear will leave us and we will be able to receive love and we'll be able to give love. Somebody say amen. amen. Listen to what the Bible says in the book of 1 John chapter number 4, verse number 8. And it says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. So if you fear, when it comes to the things of love, you need to understand that maybe I don't have a deep revelation of love. And then you contend for that revelation. And you want God to show you, Lord, how to love and how to receive love. Somebody say amen. So now, many of us have had bad experiences around love. Either caused by bad romantic relationships, as I said. That is the one weapon that the enemy uses in as far as relationships are concerned. Somebody say amen. So now, many of us maybe have had bad experiences through bad relationships that are romantic. Some of us through broken families, family relationships that did not work out, that you find yourself, you love your family, but your family is hurting you. You find yourself maybe in a broken home. You did not ask for it. Maybe you are growing up in a broken home and then it causes you to have trauma around love. Any kind of a relationship that includes love, it is traumatic for you. Some of us were betrayed by friends. Some of us, our friends did us bad. And we opened our hearts to them. We loved them. But then they came back and they did us bad. And then we had a bad experience relating to love. And these bad experiences will always hinder us from trusting anyone. There are people, even in their own marriages, they can't be able to trust their spouses because of the trauma that they have experienced in the past in the area of love. They can't trust anyone with their hearts anymore. There are people who are in marriages but they don't believe in love because they have experienced trauma. There are many people who are seated together with their spouses. However, their spouses need to prove themselves all the time because they have experienced trauma in as far as love is concerned. They have had bad experiences in as far as love is, con is concerned. So we don't trust anyone anymore 
Even though we believe in marriage, but we don't believe in love. Even though we believe in friendships, but we don't believe in love. Let's just hang out, but I'm not going to love you. Let's just live together, but I'm not going to love you. And I'm not going to receive the love that you are bringing to me. Somebody say amen. So because of these traumas, we end up not being able to build meaningful relationships. And the bad experiences that we have experienced causes us not to be able to receive love. There are many people that you will hear saying, I will never do it again. Maybe they have been married before. And each time you touch the subject of marriage, the trauma comes back to their minds. And they cannot do it anymore. Why? Because they have had this traumatic experience around love. Somebody say amen. Many of us were tormented and now are full of fear. And it causes us to even mal malfunction in relationships. In any other sphere of relationship, even if it's not the one where you experience trauma. But when it comes to relationships, you just malfunction. You can't keep a relationship, any form of a relationship because you have experienced great trauma when it comes to life. And unfortunately, relationships, for them to thrive, they require love. Maybe that's the reason why you can't keep these relationships that are so important. It's because of the trauma. Somebody saying amen. But praise be to God that a part of us being saved causes us to be restored back to God. And it causes us to begin to have a relationship with God. And the God that we said, He is love. And when we pursue a relationship with God, we are pursuing a relationship with love. And God is able to cause us to be able to be held by Him. God is able to heal us from the wounds of the past. God is able to heal us from the traumatic experiences of love-related relationships. And then we are able to even love him back because we allow him to pour his love into our hearts. There are many people who are seated in churches, maybe even under the sound of my voice, but they don't believe that God loves them because they don't believe anyone loves them because the people who said loved them left them. The people who said they loved them did not do well by them. They did not become honest with them. They betrayed them. And they are seated in church. They just love church. But they don't love God. Nor do they believe that God loves them. Because they have experienced traumatic experiences when it comes to relationships. Now God is love. And the Bible says we must learn from him. God does not leave us helpless. In as far as love is concerned. He wants to show us love. And he wants us to love him back. But no one can pour from an empty cup. You cannot pour to God the love. That he wants you to pour on him. 
if you are not filled with love. And the only way that you can be filled with love is for you to heal from the traumas around love relationships so that then you can have a meaningful relationship with God. The first meaningful relationship that one needs to cultivate is a relationship with God so that then they can be healed and then God can pour his love in the inside of us and then we can be able to reciprocate that love back to him and then we can be able to love one another. Some of us, even our marriages are not that strong because we cannot love nor can we receive love because we were traumatized by love relationships. Some of us, our fathers left us. Some of us, our mothers left us. They did not do well by us. In every places where we are given love, we cannot receive it because we trained our hearts not to expect love because it, it was not there. And this has been working against us. Even when God wants to give us meaningful relationships so that he can bless us through those relationships, we cannot receive love. There are people that you can even say, I love you. No matter how many times you can say it, they will never believe you. Why? Because they were traumatized around relationships that involve love. But this morning we have come to church and we are going to come into contact with a God who is love personified. We are going to come into contact with a God who loves us unconditionally. God loves you so much. It does not matter what you have done. It does not matter what you did yesterday. It does not matter what you did even last night. It does not matter what you did an hour ago or just before you came to church for that matter. God loves you irregardless. Yes, the reason why you want to perform to be loved is because you always had to end love. But this morning I want you to experience a love that you don't have to earn. There is nothing that you need to pay for the love that God has for you. The Bible says he is love. And if we can open up our hearts for him to come into our hearts and affect us with this love, for him to pour this love into our hearts. But the problem is that we've been traumatized in the area of love. And therefore we can't believe him when he says he loves us. Many of us, our marriages can thrive if we can just heal and believe in love again. If we can just heal and allow God to pour his love in the inside of us. Because the Bible says, love casts out all fears. The fears of being hurt. The fears of being left behind. The fears of being rejected. The fears of being violated in the name of love. Many people have, have used these words, this word called love but they did not have a meaning of it. They did not even understand it. They did not know what it means to love. That is why they turned against you, whereas they said they loved you. That is why they, they ended up hurting you, even though they said they love you. Maybe it's time you forgave them. Maybe it's time you forgive them this morning and let go of all the fears that, was, that, that were brought into your life by the trauma around 
love relationships. Look at what the Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter number 5, verse number 5, as I close. It says, the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. And God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he has given us the spirit of love. If we can just open up our hearts this morning and allow God to heal us so that we are not afraid to love again and be loved. Your marriage will be better if you can heal. Because some of us are always on guard to say, this one is going to leave me anytime. Because someone who said they loved you just like the one who's saying they love you now left you. So you live your life full of this fear. You live your life closed up, not allowing to be loved. Not allowing love experiences to come into your life. But this morning, I just want to pray with us that God may heal us as we start this month. That God may heal us from all the traumatic experiences around love relationships. That God will heal us completely so that we are no longer afraid to love and be loved. So that then we can be able to even love God and allow God to love us. So that then we can also be able to show love in the relationships that God brings our way. So that we may be blessed. Because God uses relationships to bless us. But if our hearts are closed, because of the experiences, the bad experiences that we have experienced, that we have gone through, then we are not going to experience the blessing of the Lord that comes through relationships. There are people, if you don't call them, they think you don't love them anymore. But that stems out of hate. There are friends that you don't talk to for three weeks. And when you come back, you still love one another and you get on like a house on fire. Don't speak to them for months. Come back, you get on like a house on fire. Why you believe they love me? You believe they love me. But if you don't believe that they love you, you will, you will friend hope. And church hope. And marriage hope. Because you never believe that when someone says they love you, they love you for real. It's because of the trauma that we have experienced. Allow God to heal you this morning. Allow God to work a complete work inside your heart. A work of healing. Others don't even want to try romantic relationships and get married, even though God wants to bless them through that relation, that kind of a relationship. Because they've been hurt. Your healing has come. Your healing has come. Let us stand. God is going to heal us this morning. God is going to heal us this morning. 
lift up your hands and begin to talk to God. I don't know which bad experience have you experienced around love relationships, be it in your family, be it in a romantic relationship, be it in a business relationship, maybe. be it in social relationships, but you've experienced deep hurt. That deep hurt will cause you not to enjoy even a relationship with God. It will cause you not to enjoy relationships with your friends, relationships with even your spouse. It's time to let go. God is ready to pour out his love into our hearts this morning. Lift up your hands. And Father, we just want to pray and thank you that you are love. Say something to the Lord in your own words. You are love, my God. And perfect love casts out all kinds of fear. This morning, Lord, we surrender our hearts to you. Yes, they have been broken for some of us. Yes, we have been betrayed. Yes, some of us have been traumatized around love relationships. But this morning we pray, let your healing power come. Touch each and every one in the name of Jesus Christ. Restore each and every one, oh God. Heal each and every one of God who've been hurt by love. So that, oh Father, in the name of Jesus, we may be able to move on with our lives and enjoy the blessings that you have in store for us. And even enjoy you as our Father, my God. And even enjoy you as the lover of our souls, oh God. That we may be able to receive your love. And that we may be able to love you back, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you this morning that you are intentional in teaching us how to love and be loved. We want to learn from you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Teach us how to love. Heal us. Heal us, oh God. Help us to forgive those who abandoned us. Help us to forgive those who left us. Help us to forgive those who said they loved us, but then hurt us. Help us to forgive them, my God so that we can be able to open up our hearts and let you pour in your love so that we can then be able, oh God, to love one another and love the relationships that you have brought into our lives, oh God. Be able to receive love and be able to give love. We give you praise that starting from today onwards, we will never be afraid anymore. We will not be afraid to love again. We will not live in fear because the love you are pouring into our hearts will cast out every fear that is in our hearts. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we give you praise and we honor you. Come on, clap your hands and bless him. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.